Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique with my co-host, Vince, to bring you the best in our veteran, military spouse, and first responder community. And Vince will introduce today's guest. Hey, thanks, Enrique. Guess what? We have Jason Maynard with us today. Guess He is the owner of Mason's Wine Shop, all the way from Ocoee, Florida. He has a lot of things to share about that. But before so, let's talk about him. Jason, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Jason Maynard, as you said. I was born and raised in the state of South Dakota. Um, I actually joined the Army while I was still in high school. I was in the National Guard and uh, just retired after 30 years of service. Um, so retired at 49. Um, I ended up as a command star major, so I, I ran the gamut. Um, my final duty actually included um, working for the late Senator Isaacson from Georgia as his legislative assistant. And then I worked for the Sergeant Major of the Army as his legislative assistant to Congress. Um, yeah, I had a really good career. Um, and I really, you know, I, I, I maximized the, everything that the military had to offer. Ended up with two master's degrees um, just because I had great leaders that really pushed me to do my best. Um, married to my wife, Susan, uh, for 18 years and have two children, Rebecca and Jonathan, that live in, in uh, England and a grandson, Lucas, who is six. So that's... Kind of a little bit about me. A very prosperous career, uh, for sure. And, you know, it's bled into what you're doing now in the community. And, and I love that those that have excelled in the military can transition out to civilian life and continue to excel. So, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about Mason's Wine Shop. So Mason's Wine Shop is a concept we came up uh, about two years ago. We opened the doors. Um we are a veteran-owned, family-operated wine shop. Um, so what we do is we specialize in wine tastings of unique wines. So we bring in wines that you're not going to see in your big box stores. And we, we really put those on a tasting bar. And every week it rotates, four whites, four reds. And we give you that experience. And we talk about the regions and what makes them different and unique. And then you can you can try different wines without you know being worried about you know, spending 30, 40, 50, $80 a bottle, try it, see if you like it. And then we can go from there. We also do several events. Uh, we have a free wine class at the beginning of every month. So we can talk about regions or we talk about a specific grape, a varietal. Uh, we do stretch and sips, which is yoga. And then we'll, you know, yoga for an hour. And then we'll do, you know, we'll have some bubbly on a Sunday morning. Um, we do paint and sips, which my wife teaches. Uh, we do two of those a month. Uh, and then we do food and wine uh, food events, which my brother-in-law, Blaine, and his wife, Lisa, Blaine is a chef. And so we use his 40 years of experience um, to prepare meals to go with the wines, the regions that we're discussing or the regions we're focused on, for example, it, Italian or French. Um, so that's kind of what we do. Um, and yeah, we really enjoy it. We really enjoy talking wine and giving people that experience. No, I, I love hearing this, Jason. You know, my first curiosity was really, how did this start, right? And also love to hear your entrepreneurship lessons learned or challenges you'd love to share with our audience. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting how it started. We actually started, um, my wife and I, three years ago, we were two years out from retirement. We were down here in Florida and we were doing a turkey trot, a wine not turkey trot. So it's based on wine. Um, and we were walking this little 5K and we just discussed opening a franchise we've always wanted to do it um so we had already selected florida as our as where we were going to lay roots and <clears throat> we started talking about opening a donut shop and we got back to the house and of course it's thanksgiving so you open a bottle of wine 
And um, we, we were telling Blaine how we're going to come to Florida. We're going to open a donut shop. We're going to franchise. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he, he just stopped cooking and he turned to us and he said, why donuts? We all love wine. Why don't we open a wine shop? And here we are. <laughs> a year later, we opened the door. So, yeah, it was, it was very exciting how it's all come about. You got to love that redirection from family. <laughs> Sometimes they see a little clearer than, mm -hmm. than we do at the moment. Uh, and yeah. I tell you, as a donut lover, I would have loved that shop. But <laughs> I'm sure that you're having a whole lot more fun with something that you all love and can collaborate. And it obviously has been a piece to bring you all together. I love how you made this a family thing. So uh, you, you go from that conversation, you start down this road. So what's on the horizon for Mason's Wine Shop? So on the horizon for us is really our, our short-term goals, you know, continue to grow in the community um, and get our get our name out there um, through networking and just giving people those experiences. But long-term, um, you know, next three to five years, we'd really like to see growth, um, maybe opening two to three additional uh, stores um, to kind of give other people in other locations that experience. So that's kind of the the overall goal, I, I think, is just continuing to to give back to the community in this way or in any way we can, um, and then see if we can't, you know, expand into other markets or into other areas, uh, maybe closer to Orlando or even, even further West down into Tampa. No, absolutely. Definitely look at us here in Orlando, central Florida, but uh, it will grow and prosper. I definitely know it's going to happen. So, uh, putting it out there for you all. Now let's Jason, let's switch gears. You did a 30 plus years in the army. Let's talk about leadership. How do, what do you continuously do other than two master's degrees uh, to sharpen your skill set to aid you to thrive in your professional journey in life? Well, that's the exciting thing about wine is there's so much to learn. And even just, you know, a lot of people get to a certain age and they just decide, you know, I don't, I need to continue to exercise my body, but I don't exercise my mind. So I think, I think really focusing on reading podcasts, um, learning from others and having those conversations with people, you know, surrounding yourself with people who obviously know more than you about wine, in my example, and picking their brain and, and understanding what their experiences are. And then I can bring those experiences and share those with our customers. And I think that lifelong learning is very important. Um, I really, it really bothers me when people say, well, I've mastered my profession. I'm, I'm done learning. Well, no, you're, you learn every single day. And I think learning and teaching others around you and having that open mindset. Um, I think that's been the number one thing. Um, I'm getting ready to start my sommelier level two course. Um, Blaine and Lisa, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they are level twos. Um, and the, the knowledge that they have, they should both be level threes by now. They just really need to go take the test because they're, that, they're so well adversed with, with wine and they know their stuff. And I want to get to that level. So I'm always striving to catch up and just to be able to give back to you know, give back to our customers that experience and teach them because, you know, not everybody knows about wine or appreciates what really comes with that and the science behind it. And I love sharing that. So, yeah, that's, that's the number one thing for me is continuous learning. Um, the other thing is just networking, uh, you know, helping people and, and, you know, cause I, I really believe that, you know, when you give referrals, you will eventually get referrals. So, helping people that come in the door that have those needs in the community for a plumber, for a roofer, for whatever it is, and, and being able to connect them to other people. Because in the military, that's what we do. We find the resources. We have the resources, developing those relationships to make them all connect. And I think that 
part of my retirement has been connecting people together. Um, so I think that's been very powerful for us. I agree. If there's anything that I learned as a senior enlisted is that the network and connections really made things happen, right? You talk about the backbone of any of the services, the enlisted force is the one that really makes all things work. Now, talking about making all things work, we have different types of leaders. We have different type of experiences. And there are some things that we pick up along the way. So what advice did you receive that you would like to pass on to an emerging leader today? Um, I think the first, uh, well, the biggest thing for me that sticks out, because um, I think about this all the time, is having, when you are in a leadership position or are getting ready to become a leader, understanding how people learn and how people understand things around you. Everybody has a skill set and everybody has a purpose. Um, when you when you find your your soldiers or those around you, the the people that you are leading, and you you really dig deep and get to know them and understand them, you kind of figure out that hey, they have skill sets that that you can capitalize on, and that you have skill sets that they can capitalize on. And I, it goes back to networking again, but it's really getting them all on the bus, if you will. So Jim Collins, one of my favorite authors, he wrote a book um, from good to great. And it talks about getting everybody on the bus in your organization, you get them all on the bus, but not only getting them on the bus and you get them. So you're on the team on the bus, but then you got to put them in the right seat. So understanding, taking that skill set, some people sit by the driver, some people sit towards the back, everybody has a skill set. And so taking that and, you know, putting that into combat, um, when we're getting ready to go to combat, that's our bus who we're taking to combat, but not only getting them there and trained and getting them there, but then understanding what skill sets they provide. Um, so often we overlook junior, junior soldiers and we think, oh, they don't know anything. Well, a lot of those junior soldiers now already have a degree in something. And you'd be amazed to find out that in a formation or people around you may have a degree in political science. And when you're trying to rebuild or stabilize a country like Iraq, Afghanistan, that's pretty important. And if you're putting them out on a machine gun, well, is that really the best use of their talent? Let's get them in a in a cell that is actually developing and helping establish the country or developing the command to, to do those things. Um, so I think that is the biggest thing. Just everybody has a purpose, figure out what it is, and then put them in that seat to maximize your potential. And it just builds a better team. No, absolutely. You know, getting on that bus, maximize that potential, knowing your soldiers and knowing your teammates is very important because we think they just know X, but you know what? They might know Z and, and the whole alphabet. So learning where to place them is very important and acknowledging that. So it's empowering. So great advice there. So 30 years of, of military service in the United States Army, memorable leadership aha moment. Love to hear from you what you would like to share with our audience today. Well, yeah, I mean, that was one of them uh, for sure. But I think the aha moment for me was having soldier, having this very one specific time, having a soldier come back to me after being a drill sergeant. I had been a drill sergeant in uh, from 2002 to 2005. Um, Ten years later, I have a, a soldier come up to me and told me about a situation that had happened to him from through me that I was yelling at him about something. And I had said some encouraging words and I won't get into the details, but I, I had said some encouraging drill sergeant words to him and uh, changed his life forever. I don't remember that at all. Not 
I don't even remember talking to him. Actually, I don't even remember him being in the formation because he kept training hundreds, you know, thousands of privates in those three years. But he remembered it and it changed his life. Um, and he actually reached out not too long ago, came back to me and said, hey, I just graduated with my master's degree from University of Houston. And I was, I was like, you know, because we've developed a relationship now because of that one moment that I don't remember, but he absolutely does. So the profound impact that people have in, in your daily life that, um, and it, a lot of people refer to it as a lollipop moment, that one moment that you will never remember that they always will remember. There's a great Ted talks on it. And it, it, once I, once he had kind of talked to me about that and, and the impact I had on him, I went back and I found that, that lollipop moment, um, video. And, you know, it, it's such a, it's such an aha moment for me because Everybody you talk to, you don't know if you're going to sway them for or against you, the command, the army, the nation, it, but you have a profound impact opening the door for somebody. It may be such a simple task, but they may remember that that may be the one act of kindness they needed that day. And, you know, in the military, it's so important because we get so used to the same team and we start treating each other as family. And then you kind of just move on and, and you do things dismissively that really can and will, in my opinion, have an impact on people in your command. And, you know, you take those, those moments like that um, and it, it helps you develop as a leader because leaders before you acted a certain way, whether it be with or without integrity or whatever, but you take those little snippets of people that you had as leaders and that you want to keep and you make them into yourself. Um, and if you take the bad, well, then, when you when you transfer that on, you are making a mold every time you talk to somebody with that failure or flaw in the mold. So you know it, it's it's so impactful on, on how you act every day, what you're doing, and as professionals and you know non-commissioned officers and officers, just professional people, that matters. And when you wake up in the morning, you have to set yourself right and say, you know, today I'm going to make an impact in somebody's life because you just never know when you're going to do it. So that was my aha moment for me. Well, there are definitely times of impact in our life that cause change. And then there's also times that change cause challenges. So yeah. what certain strategies do you use uh, with yourself and your teams to deal with change and challenge? But I, I think the first thing is having a positive input, uh, a, having a positive outlook on the situation. If you If it's just an automatic negative or... Um, this is going to be such a challenge for me. Well, it may be a challenge and, and yeah, I, I understand that, but what are the opportunities that can arise from this challenge? It's kind of the glass half full or the glass half empty. Well, you know, I, if we continue to look at everything in the negative and challenges, challenges, this, these are going to hurt me. These are going to affect me. Well, what opportunities arise from this? Um, and I think we saw that and I, you know, I hate to use COVID as an example, but it was a significant challenge, but a lot of opportunities arose from, from the pandemic. And um, there were, there are a lot of things, there were a lot of things that happened because of it. Um, and I think in, in my business, going back to wine, you know, if there's a shortage here in whatever X country, and, you know, we're just not getting the surplus that we were, well, that opportunity is going to go to another country and we can expand on that. We can look for that and find it, um, you know, if we're not getting wines from Italy anymore, we can look at Lebanese wines, we can look at George wines. There are other places, other opportunities out there. So um, I think that's one of them, um, having that that positive outlook. And then um, 
you know, getting, getting to know your people. So when these challenges do arise or these opportunities do arise, that you understand how they view them and understand how they think. So you can frame your mindset to them. And, you know, you don't want to always be the one that's all, oh, everything's positive. Everything's positive. Well, you know, not everybody thinks like that. And I don't always think like that, but I have to slow down. I have to tell myself, okay, this is not a good situation, but how can I make this better? What can I do? Who can help me to make this a better situation? Um, and, and giving that, that, I guess, hoorah speech to those around you to say, hey, this isn't the end. This is just a bump. Let's get over it. Let's figure it out and let's move on. And you never know. It may come out better on the other end. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I see two hats coming on the drill sergeant hat and yeah. the command sergeant major hat coming out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely welcome a leadership fireside chat at your winery. So it might be something to explore. Talk about explore. Tell the audience how to get a hold of you, the winery, and what's in store in the next month or so. So um to get a hold of us, we have our website. It's masonswineshop.com. One word, masonswineshop.com. We're located in Nicoe, Florida. We're on Facebook and Instagram under the same tag, masonswineshop.com. And um, so that that's the easiest way to get a hold of us. Um, we we're open uh, six days a week and we closed on Monday Mondays for mental health day because that's we we all need it. So we take a break and then Tuesday's our big delivery day. So we prep, we kind of prep up for that. Um so on the horizon, we continue to do all of our events every month. The biggest thing that we're working on now is Thanksgiving morning. We're going to do a 5K turkey trot, a wine, not turkey trot from our shop. We're going to start and end at our shop. This is how it all started three years ago. We figured we're, we're up, we're running. Let's let's go ahead and host a, an event. It's 100 people. Uh, we'll cap it at 100 people. Uh, we've ordered the bibs and the medals. We'll get the shirts. Um, so we're getting more sponsors every day. And It'll be a really good event. The wine shop will be open Thanksgiving morning for this event. And, you know, we can come in, try some wines, pair some wines, uh, talk to us about what's going to go with your Thanksgiving dinner. And um, we'll just enjoy, enjoy each other's company and we'll have a good time. So that's kind of what's on the horizon right now. Well, it sounds like the horizon is nice and bubbly, folks. <laughs> we will make <laughs> sure to have that information as part of the show notes and video so that you can get a hold of this wine shop. Uh, Jason, it's amazing what you've done, not only in your military service, but also post-service. I'm I'm so happy for you and your family uh, in the trajectory that you're going. And folks, if you want to get a hold of us at the Leadership Void podcast, the leadershipvoid at gmail.com is where you'll send that correspondence. If you'd like to see a featured a guest or us cover a leadership topic in specific, send it to that email and Vince and I will curate that. Absolutely. And today was all about Jason and Mason's wine shop. And also we want to thank our sponsors, VEI, Favob, and Triple Nickel for sponsoring our wonderful show. But Jason, wonderful to have you on our show. Have a great day and look forward to seeing you in the future. All right. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Great to see you. 